from newstalkzb.co.nz. It's the Mike Hosking Breakfast with ASB. G'day there and welcome to the Hosking that was for Monday. All the things you know you really should have heard but you might have missed from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB. I am Glenn ZB and this morning, um, poor old lonely old Harry. Uh, it's not easy being a, a solo prince. Uh, we've got capital gains tax, that isn't, but it is really. Uh, um, Marima Fox invents a whole new word for us and a tattoo update. Uh, but first, what colour should we be thinking? Yes, here's what they've been doing down in the Ministry of Social Development. Um, they, they hired a company called Human Synergistics. That alone should be a red flag, shouldn't it? Who's the company we've hired? Well, Human Synergistics are going to do that. And you go, well, is that even a word? Uh, anyway, they've been hired to implement a program at the Ministry called Building Blue. That's what they're trying to do at the Ministry of Social Development. This is what we're spending half a million dollars on, Building Blue. Now, the colour blue is used to illustrate desirable behaviour such as achievement and self-actualisation. What does that even mean? Well, what, the, what the hell does self-actualisation even mean? Whereas red and green represent negative behaviours like dependence. And managers are being asked to reflect the behavioural style by colouring their thinking blue. That's, that's, that's as far as I can work. That's all the reportage I have on that. So what, what happens is human synergistics come in and they go, guys, think blue. It would have been hard to see a like a Labour government get behind something like that, wouldn't it? No, exactly. That'd be so, that'd be I'd something be completely red. different because red's not a good colour. Green, green and red are not good colours, and that's what they've come in. So for half a million dollars, they just go into the workplace and they go, guys, let's think blue. Let's start thinking blue. Come on, is that a bit green? Start thinking blue, and that's half a million dollars. I'm thinking you'd want to be turning. You'd, you'd feel like you'd have to turn the air conditioning up a bit. I would have thought so. Time. Listen, did question? Did Harry look miserable while he was here? I didn't think he looked miserable at all. I thought he looked a picture of happiness and joy and contentment. And yet I read in the British press over the weekend, loneliness behind Harry's laughter. All week we've seen him joking with adoring crowds, but today he flies home to a bleak reality. That's what they're reporting about Harry. Um, and it all started apparently when he walked before he came here. He walked into the Kensington Odeon Theatre several weeks ago and he was all by himself. And everyone looked around and went, that's Harry. And they then said, why why can't Harry find somebody to go to the movies with him? And he was there by himself, apart from the security detail who sat in the row behind him. They don't sit with him, they just sit in the row behind him. How, how could a handsome, gregarious 30-year-old royal really not find a date to accompany him to the pictures, is what the British press are writing about this morning. And he's been spotted all by himself in the Whole Food store at Kensington High Street, at Marks and Sparks in the food hall, all by himself, apart from his security detail who just follow on behind him with a bag of chips or something. I don't know what they're doing. Um, they're probably thinking blue or green or whatever colour he's supposed to be thinking. Anyway, oh, definitely blue. Definitely blue. No question. Uh, while Harry's visit down under has seen him delight the massive crowds, it is clear he misses the support that Coupledom has bought William and Kate. Is it? Was that clear? Didn't strike me as being blue. His... I thought he looked a bit stressed out when he did this. <laughs> I thought he looked like he was concentrating very he hard. He was concentrating super hard. Did you see him play the football over the weekend? He's natural. He's got a natural athleticism about him. His loneliness is all the more striking, given that hugely sociable public persona. So just how has Harry's life become so lonely? And why is he yet to find the one he patently hankers for? 
He's probably thinking that as he wings his way home now, isn't he? He's probably sobbing up there in first class in his plane with a security Hearing detail. Blue rather than thinking blue. He's probably... <laughs> Hard to have a romantic interlude when you are being followed around by a bunch of security guys, isn't it? Still, at least he knows how to talk properly. Do we really need the UN to be telling us what we're doing and what we're not doing? Uh, probably not, although it helps when they highlight it because it, it brings more light to the issue. Uh, we've known for a long time, and Kim Workman, for one, has come out and, and said uh, that the justice system suffers from structural discrimination, which is the polite way of saying that it suffers from uh, institutionalised racism. And so uh, nobody's listened to that for many, many years, and I think it helps when the UN puts a bit of light on it because then all of a sudden we get a bit of action. The the government talked about youth crime. They've got a youth crime action plan. They talked about courts being held on Mariah. Maori-centred rehab is being established. So it's not like they're not actually doing something, is it? No, that's true. And I think uh, we have been working closely just recently with uh, the Corrections Minister to to see what other things can be done. There's a a focus now more on rehabilitation and uh, reducing the the recidivism. That's the flash word. That means going back to prison again and again. Um, And there are a number of initiatives that are working. But just quite frankly, you know, you're three times more likely to be arrested for the same crime if you're Māori than if you're non-Māori. I don't really have a problem with the fact that she mispronunciated the word. But when she then proceeds to explain to the rest of us what it means, even though we already knew what it means, that's a bit patronising, isn't it? Um, Reducing the the recidivism. That's the flash word. That means going back to prison again and again. Except it doesn't, of course, because recidivism is not a word. So it doesn't really mean anything. Um, Now, the capital gains tax, it's... it's, it's, Oh, sorry, it's not. Is it or is it? I'm confused. So, question, is it a capital gains tax? Answer, of course it is. Uh, You're being taxed on the gain you make in selling a house. And in announcing this move, the government has bought themselves more trouble in an area they're making increasingly political. The first part of the problem is we already have a capital gains tax if you buy and sell houses to make profit, you're supposed to be taxed on that. The fact the government has given IRD more money to crack down on this stuff clearly means the whole system is loose around the edges and the government is starting to sweat it. Second part of the problem is National have argued against a capital gains tax. They said it wouldn't work. They did this in the last election campaign less than a year ago. So in changing their mind, they once again open themselves up to looking like they're making policy on the hoof. Thirdly, they're making it worse for themselves by getting stuck in the semantics by trying to argue it's not a capital gains tax. Fourthly, they've been busy arguing there is no housing bubble, supply will solve things. But all of a sudden, they've acted on the demand side by trying to clamp down on foreigners and speculators, which brings us to the important part. Will it work? Probably not a lot. Why? Because those investors most active in the market at the moment are the big buyers, those who own 10 or more houses. They're not selling. Hence, no tax. They're buying. Which means the Reserve Bank's new LVRs might catch them out, but not the government's move. Foreigners needing an IRD number in the local bank account? Well, that might work a little bit. But do remember, it was this government armed with numerous bits of research from various banks that told us foreign speculators aren't the ones driving the market. Which brings us back once again to the basics of this argument. Why are house prices going up? Migration, cheap money, lack of supply. None of those things have to do with foreign speculation, and only cheap money has to do with investors. Migration is largely driven by New Zealanders returning home. Supply 
suppliers the lack of land, the capital gains tax, the LBRs, all smack of tinkering. They may work a little bit, they may smooth out the rough edges, but the fundamentals are your key here. And by having this whole debate turn so political, as opposed to economic, all you've ended up with is seemingly a lot of people announcing a lot of ideas that have led to a lot of headlines and a lot of noise. But so far you will notice the actual issue remains unresolved. I'm amazed at how many people have had opinions on this uh, without just falling asleep from boredom. But there you go. Uh, we're going to finish up here with Andrew Mulligan, Mulligan back on deck after seeing far too much Aussie flesh. You know Australia has, <laughs> is, do you know Australia has, is the continent that has the worst tattoos on anybody? There's something happened with Australia, isn't there? Behaviour internationally plus tattoos. Wedding parties, tattoos, yep. uh, just amazing tattoos. I can we could not get over how bad the tattoos are. Young on old people, uh, young. There's yep. some old people there as well. Families all tattooed, all awful, <laughs> terrible tattoos. What about misspellings or no? Just just terrible H- designs. Home jobs, mismatch. Yeah, home jobs. Probably probably prison jobs as well. <laughs> it looks like when maybe one of your children has gone to the the, the section of Paper Plus and they've got the stamps. And they've just stamped themselves like urgent facts, order now. And they've just gone and stamped themselves. Oh, you go, what, what have you done there, mate? Oh, you look like an Australian. All over your forearms. Awful tattoos. There is a generation that will grow up with so much ink they'll regret a day. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, yeah. There was one guy there who had a snake, like a snake, like a Medusa kind of thing, with, with, with a feline, with a cat on top of it. What? A cat on top yeah, of the Medusa? Oh, that's what I said, Eric. I was like, What? <laughs> So what do you do? You order one of those. What would you go in and just say, "Look, now I've got my Medusa." Um, you got a cat? I need an octopus. Just, it's, it's, it's not looking <laughs> what I need. What I need is an octopus, and I can't, and he comes out with that. And do you think like, there's a lot of those hangover stories from the movie? Yeah, that you just be. you wake up and go, yeah. "Oh, lot of new tattoos." Yeah, what, 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 what right. happened None of them there? went on holiday with tattoos. Yeah, I've, I don't know if I've ever come back from holiday with anything that I regretted that badly. Oh, there was a time I came back with salmonella. I regretted. I regretted doing that. I should have I should have avoided that. Why didn't I think? I should have really thought it through. Anyway, that was Husking That Was for Monday. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, please stay salmonella free and I'll see you back here again tomorrow.